Welcome to Growing Potatoes Podcast, where we cover all things love, dating, and married life. I've got with me Faith Von Atz again, joining me in the booth. Faith? <laughs> it's a good day to be listening to Growing Potatoes. Thank you so much for joining us. Feel free to message us on our Instagram, at Growing Potatoes, to find out more about what we're doing. Let's get into the show. How was that, babe? Was that a good intro? Wow, that was a really great intro. You I just <laughs> I did forget to say this is episode four. <laughs> Keegan just kind of pressed record and went for that. <laughs> Welcome to channel Growing Potatoes on the radio. Yeah, I can definitely tell you've been practicing. <laughs> if this is your first time joining Growing Potatoes podcast, we start every single episode with a spud moment. A spud moment is kind of an experience between Keegan and I, um, or between you and your significant other that is just embarrassing or ridiculous and just makes you feel super small like a spud. Um, we have lots of them, so we we have a really good one today. Yes, it's about our honeymoon. Our honeymoon was a whole spud moment within itself. Yeah, it was just new and exciting and a little bit embarrassing at times. And it didn't help that the start of our marriage um, started with a very (laughs) unexpected financial expense due to our spud moment. You want to tell them what that spud moment was? Yes, of course. So we uh had a beautiful night we stayed at this really nice hotel our very first night in the city that we got married but um the next day we're supposed to go to mexico for the rest of our honeymoon week and so we um left maybe like three hours before our flight was to start because we were about an hour away from la and so we were driving to lax airport and of course like LAX normally is, it was extremely crowded with traffic. Getting there was fine. It's just the second we got to the airport entrance trying to get to our terminal, it literally took up into almost an hour from the entrance of the um, airport to get to American Airlines terminal and we couldn't hop out of the car and run (laughs) that'd be illegal it was just bumper to bumper cars um and we were feeling the stress (laughs) as the clock was ticking and and the clock ticked all the way down yeah we got into the airport 30 minutes before our flight was supposed to leave and we begged the front desk they, they radioed, they said, we got two runners, Can is it time? Nope, sorry, we can't, yeah. sorry, we can't let you. We begged, we said, is there absolutely no way we can go? This is our honeymoon, we're trying to get through. We were like, oh my gosh, we're going to miss our flight to our honeymoon. We did miss our flight. And we missed our flight. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the front desk was like, we can't do anything. If you're flying internationally, you have to be here two hours before. And we were like, that was our plan, but the traffic got way more dense than what we thought, and... Uh, there those was planes, no mercy. Those planes don't wait for anybody. No, no mercy, not even honeymooners. So we had to look online right there for two tickets to Puerto Vallarta. Last and minute. Yeah, last minute. And so we found one with Southwest, except it was a one-way. 
So our goal was, okay, since we flew uh, through Southwest and our original ticket was a round trip with American, we could get a ride back to the U.S. with American. And so like, okay, we'll just get a one way and we'll take the plane home. Well, as we are in the airport after we get our ticket, which um, the flight of the new ticket we got was only like maybe an hour or two after our original flight. So it was perfect. Um, but when we called American Airlines just to let them know we weren't able to board the plane, can we get our ticket for the way back or get some type of refund? They were like, sorry, the way our computer system works is you get, if you don't get on the first flight there, the system automatically bumps you off for flying back. And so there's no way we can put you back in the system to get back. So then we were on our way to Puerto Vallarta with no way home yet. Um, and we were kind of freaking out, (laughs) but trying to stay calm and enjoy each other's company at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so I called one of my wonderful aunts that works for, um, an airline and she was able to help us get some discounted tickets back, but they were on standby. So we had to pray that no one was trying to get from Puerto Vallarta to, what Dallas um and that or to LAX and that we would be able to make it home get home from Mexico yeah on standby and so throughout the week in Puerto Vallarta we were checking the standby list and making sure there was enough seats for us to get home (laughs) but we made it we made it back we did we made it back not until we ran into some little creatures down in mexico but we'll save that for later yeah that's a crazier story than missing our flight (laughs) and like we said last week we are interested in hearing some of your spud moments eventually we'll run out and we want to give yourself and your significant other a voice on this podcast as well so please send your spud moments to us um via instagram uh, in our DMs so that we can read them out here on Growing Potatoes. Yep, we want to hear. And we also just want to say thank you so much to all the love we've received from our listeners. We've already reached 150 downloads and we're only, what, maybe 30 days, 21 days in. And um, we're just so excited and honored that you guys are wanting to listen to our podcast um we obviously don't do this for the listeners if we had one listener we'd be thankful but um just the fact that people are interested in hearing what we think is really important and that is that marriage um and healthy relationships not only makes our lives better but improves the lives of our community overall so we just thank you for um showing love and support and giving us likes and rating us um, with five stars and making comments, it all really helps. And it kind of encourages us every week to produce the best content ever. Yep. And today on this episode, we're going to be talking about what it's like being in a relationship with an artist. We're both artists and we want to talk just a little bit about our relationship and our marriage, being two artists in love and what that's like. Yeah, it's definitely, um, I think, unique. Normally when you think about artists, you kind of think of the lonely nomad that's trying to make ends meet 
<laughs> with three jobs and yeah. <laughs> a small studio apartment. <laughs> that might be what we would be without each other. I don't know. Yeah. And so we kind of wanted to just open up about our relationship as artists. Last week, we kind of gave a lot of advice um, based on our experience before we were dating. And this one isn't really a lot of advice. We just kind of want to open you up into a little bit of what our life looks like being two married artists and what it was like being a artist dating couple and um, how that's helped us. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you can take away just something that we've gone through and apply it just in your own situation, even if you're not an artist. Uh Hopefully there'll be something for you. Yeah, I definitely think there will be. Um, so first we just kind of wanted to, I just wanted to start by saying that before I met Keegan, I did not identify as an artist at all. We met on the very first day of college, like literally move-in day, and I was signed up to be a dance major and a math major, but I had always been an athlete. Um, I felt like I was very like logical straightforward kind of person I didn't really see myself as an artist although I was a dancer um I didn't really I didn't feel like I did artistic things I liked fashion I liked music I liked dance but I didn't feel like an artist mindset I was very much a mathematician mindset uh person where I liked reason and I liked uh the concept of overcoming your emotions and using your mind and just being um, both an athlete and uh, kind of a scholarly student that just loved education. Um, Art was something that wasn't really embraced fully by my pre-meeting Keegan and pre-college self. So I was definitely in for a surprise when um, I met Keegan and he was a full-on artist. He probably never, did you ever not identify as an artist? No, I've always seen myself as an artist sketching since I was a little kid. Yeah, one of the first things I remembered was looking at his Instagram and he had a bunch of pictures of pebbles. (laughs) They were (laughs) were aesthetically (laughs) pleasing pebbles. And I just remember, you know, at that time I feel like everyone's Instagram was just selfies and like group pictures and stuff and keegan was over here posting like pebbles and landscapes and his hand holding a sneaker like it was very aesthetic but i thought it was so weird i think some people even called him the pebble guy a little my yeah my future roommate that's how he first met me he he said oh you're the pebble guy yeah and um so it was really i thought he was kind of weird when i first met him um his aesthetic was definitely not the same as mine. Um, but the interesting thing was as I dove deeper into my dance degree, I dropped the math degree. It just wasn't me. Um, I love math though. As I got deeper into my dance degree though, I definitely began to fell fall in love with art and arts education and art history and I kind of dove all into the whole artist um, lifestyle and thought process. And it was very liberating for me. Um, but Keegan kind of ushered me into that, like, without me realizing it. Do you want to kind of go into that? 
Well, some of our earliest dates were the art walks that Tulsa would have and going to museums where we could see art and going to dance performances to just watch and then talk about the artistic process that the dancers had afterwards. A lot of our of our dating phase was spent looking at art and just talking about it together because that was one of my favorite things to do. And I didn't know it was one of my favorite things to do until I met Keegan and then I started engaging with other artists in the dance program and Keegan started meeting other local artists in Tulsa and we kind of just turned the Brady Arts District into our weekend home and um, I was in for a wild ride. Uh, I'd come talking to Keegan about the different things I was learning in the uh, dance world throughout history and throughout different arts movements and he would show me visual art about um, that correlated with the same period of time and we just talked back and forth about how those um, artists were basically conceptualizing and embodying um, the same concepts but in different mediums of art and so we just really connected over something that I had never connected with anyone over, really. Yeah, it was really fun being two artists in different fields who could compare notes and kind of just look at each other's art forms in a new way based on our background. Yeah, and I I think besides our faith being our number one bonding um, and like unifying source, I feel like art really gave us... Um, common ground even though our aesthetics of were really different our mediums were really different our personalities were different <laughs> yeah Keegan really kind of helped me enter the weirdness of the art world by explaining what concepts were being explored and um, I definitely started to understand his fashion sense which was really interesting and his um uh I guess the artist he looked up to and why he looked up to them. He he definitely is a um, postmodernist, but not fully a postmodernist. I I'm a post postmodernist. Yeah, that's yeah, what he calls himself. Yeah, that's what he calls himself. Um, I don't know what I am. I'm all over the place. But well, faith helped me just appreciate like the human body more and movement and how it how how people and viewers responded to poses and movement styles and stuff and as we were both in college we were learning so much um simultaneously that we were able to share with each other and I think we kind of got like honorary degrees in each other's fields just based on so e true. each other yeah saying what we had just learned in class and stuff and and kind of sharing what we learned Oh, yeah, definitely. I had no knowledge of graphic design, which is, I feel like, your, what, main form of art? That was my now? minor, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I thought graphic design, I feel so bad saying this, was just for people that wanted to make t-shirts for the rest of their life. <laughs> like well, that's how most graphic designers have found a paycheck. <laughs> but it's, all, it's also just, you know, everything in our life is designed by a designer who had to think about how they were going to make something, whether it's uh, a label on a soda can or a billboard or not even like materialistic things, whether it's it's just 
like you know a print on somebody's wall everything is designed by somebody yeah i remember becoming super hype like hyper aware of every single logo i saw every single ad i saw after we (laughs) started dating because he would make comments about different logos and stuff so i but i also feel like his love for visual art and for history art history um and worldviews and movements really helped shape my choreography as well i felt very more aware of um like where my dancers were in space and negative space and colors of my lighting all these different things that i feel like his art form helped unlock for me in my movement um plus his he just has a crazy love for all types of music and if i'm being honest he helped me find a lot of um work a a lot of music that worked really well with the movement i was wanting to um bring onto the stage and and faith what she was teaching me helped me just analyze people and their personalities based on how they moved and <laughs> how they how they stood even or how they just i was all of a sudden aware of all these tiny little things that people subconsciously know but <laughs> she was telling me all the actual terminology for it and and it would, it really like broadened my horizons on what kind of research has been done on humans, you know, and the way we act and move and feel? Yeah, so I definitely just feel like being in a relationship is so much more than, I don't know, just going on dates. And uh, I think it's also about just finding common ground and fully engaging um, yourself in the other person's form of passion and your form of passion and I just feel like there's always something to learn from the person you're in a relationship with and I feel like I have a greater understanding of who I am as an artist because I get to spend every single day with one and that's very it's very interesting living with an artist not just one but both of you (laughs) being an artist together yeah and my personal philosophy is that everyone you meet has something to teach you Uh, just everyone has something that they're interested in that you can learn more of from them whether it's through small talk or or whatever so when you're in a relationship that goes up times a hundred and the person you're in a relationship with can teach you in-depth stuff about so much that they have spent their whole life learning about and you just get the privilege of just gleaning all that information for yourself yeah definitely and you can really find ways to connect through just astonishing each other by what you know yeah i i also kind of wanted to go into um a few fears we also felt as artists um starting to get into a relationship that wanted to be married and one thing that's definitely true is a lot of artists being an artist is so different than having um just a normal hobby or doing even a job your art definitely consumes all of who you are and you're you just it's a part of you um you think about it day and night and um I feel like a lot of artists including ourselves almost feel married to your art um and so I think that's one reason why a lot of artists are single to begin with or a lot of artists that are have big names you know started out married and got divorced it's because Um, Art really does require a lot of um, time and devotion 
it's just one of those things that what you put in is what you get out. And so the more time you spend doing your art form, the better you'll get and the more understanding you'll have. And um, when you're passionate about something that requires a lot of time, your time gets completely devoted to that thing. Um, And so I think that was one of our fears as artists wanting to be in a relationship is okay, we're very passionate about our art forms, but we're also very passionate about being married to one another and this um, this challenge and promise and covenant that we will make to each other. Um, how do we stay balanced with our time so that we can be fully devoted to God, to each other, and to our art? And that that's a scary, hard thing to do. <laughs> it, yeah, it's another thing that requires sacrifices because you're devoted to and you can be devoted to you know your job more than your spouse and that can take over your life and drive you apart so it's all about recognizing the things that require your devotion and then prioritizing which ones you're going to be devoted to first and so where we've kind of had to like just where we've found success is just reminding ourselves and each other that we're devoted to God first, then each other, then our art. And that helps us kind of keep the priorities in line so that we don't start devoting ourselves to one thing over another. Definitely. And it's very tempting because our art forms, um, especially mine, wanting to be a professional dancer in a company full time um, or choreographer or whatever, um, doesn't really cater to the married lifestyle. There's a lot of travel. There's a lot of early mornings, late nights, extra hours um, that really just kind of caters to a single individual having your spouse travel absolutely everywhere you need to go to for shows or being on tours long term is really kind of impossible for the other individual to have a full-time job unless they work remotely yeah and I think my type of art requires a lot of just sitting in front of a computer for a long time or being kind of cooped up in one spot working on a passion project and it's not really uh, it doesn't really include a lot of, you know, going out and... No social interaction. Yeah, <laughs> and that's also required to just, you know, have a solid relationship with your spouses, having some time, you know, outside of that study or outside of that room where you're working on your project. And so um, I've just had to realize that my duty as a husband is more important than my duty as an artist and that I've got my whole life ahead of me to create yeah and um he made a really good point uh, about sacrifice and as artists I feel like we're so willing to sacrifice for our art no matter what it is we'll stay up late we'll go days without eating we'll spend thousands of dollars to pursue a quality education we'll travel um Uh, Because it really is so attached to who we are. And I think that in order to realize that you can do your art form and get married um, to another artist as well is to realize that um, you're already in the process of learning how to sacrifice for something and just translating that heart of sacrifice into marriage will bring about a strong marriage just as much as you will be strengthened as an artist. And so um, I feel like sacrificing both for your art and sacrificing for your marriage don't have to be separate things, but you can do that within your marriage. Does that make sense? 
That was great, babe. That was really good. <laughs> um, And so another thing, too, is I feel like being artist kind of equipped us for marriage because um, artists have a very different mindset. They're not very... Um, they don't really care what people think about them too much. Um, I feel like they're a little more of a social outcast than other types of people. And so I think it really helped us knowing that we're not in this relationship to please anyone, help us kind of do things our own way that might seem countercultural, um, might seem a little, um, different than the usual, and I think we were okay with that because we were so used to kind of being the other in society to some point. Um, and I also think, too, it prepared us for understanding the process of the process. Like, artists are always in process, and I feel like they understand process more than product. And to know that as an artist, you never arrive. You're always getting better. You're always getting closer to the goals that are honestly not really reachable. Um, I think equipped us for marriage too. Like when you're married, you never really arrive with your partner. You're always just striving to be a better spouse and to be a better, um, be a better person for your, your marriage and for your spouse and for your community. Mm -hmm. And also one of the things that I am always asking myself um, is what are you creating? And being married to an artist, we get to create things together, whether it's just creating um, a salsa dance together because we just want to get better at salsa dancing or whether it's creating this podcast. We love to create with one another. And I think that's one of the things that can bring people close in a relationship is finding something that you can create with your with your spouse with your uh, boyfriend or girlfriend working collaboratively collaboratively together to create and and present a finished product just feels so good and it brings you so much closer together yeah that's definitely you you took the words out of my mouth that's exactly what I was going to say next is just that um I was very like worried about having to give up a form like a portion of my art form so that Keegan can do his fully you know because it's really hard as both artists wanting to work full-time um that in positions that aren't very lucrative um like will one spouse have to give up their art making at this time so that I can fully pursue my art making or do I have to make uh, give up my art making at this time so that he can fully pursue his and I think what we found was that we could use our art forms to create art together and um, like you said it, it's led to this podcast it's led to um, a number of fun videos that we've just made together and dances we've choreographed together and dance films we want to choreograph together and performance art pieces like I think we realized that the more we became unified in marriage the more our art wanted to become unified as well and there's so much joy in it in the creative process and just spending it's it's an excuse to spend time with each other and it really is so much so much joy that it brings yeah it's so true so we just want to wrap up with saying that um it's so much fun to create alone, but it's even more fun to create with a person you love. And so whether that's creating a job or creating a business or creating 
are, um, it doesn't matter what it is, creating a family. I just think it's so important to daily create together, whether it's cooking or um, creating a clean house, you know. (laughs) Um, It's just super important to continually mesh each other's lives together and mesh your passions together. Well said, well said. (laughs) So we just want to close out with our quote. Um, We give a quote at the end of every single podcast, and this quote is about art this time. Yes, the actor Viggo Mortensen said, to be an artist, you don't have to compose music or paint or be in the movies or write books. It's just a way of living. It has to do with paying attention, remembering, filtering what you see, and answering back, participating in life. So thank you so much for tuning in with us and just being a supportive listener. Once again, please subscribe so that you can see when we're releasing new episodes and share this podcast with your friends. Anyone that needs to hear this or doesn't doesn't need to hear this, but you know, you just think might brighten their day. And lastly, please five star rate us. We, um, as our ratings increase, our availability increases on the different platforms we're sending our podcast to and more people can hear about it. Yep. So thank you for joining us and have a great week. We'll see you next time.